Hi, this is Michael Castillejos, Worship Director at Trinity Grace Church, Park Slope. And this is a conversation with Tim Cox. He has served our church in a variety of capacities and has served many churches in his former role at Redeemer City to City. I hope you'll find encouragement and commonality as he speaks openly about losing his job in the pandemic, the depression he experienced afterwards, and the journey of following God with ADD. Tim, man, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I genuinely, genuinely feel so lucky to get to talk to you. Um, I have to, I have to say that um, I think of you as kind of like a Swiss Army knife of a person. I feel like you have a lot of tools, a lot of uh, good ideas about a lot of different things. But I was thinking about church right now in the era era of COVID, and I I just Googled something. I I don't know. It was like how to how to be a good church in the time of COVID, right? Yeah. And lo and behold, the first article or the second article that I click on, I'm like, hey, this is good. I'm vibing with this. This is good. And I get to the end and it was written by you. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. Nice. Oh, this is amazing. So, so I'm honored to get to talk to you both because of um, just, I, I think I, I respect you a lot, mm-hmm. but also, well, certainly I respect your, your, um, what expertise you have, but also just as a person, I've known you for a few years now, uh, and and I respect you, and I think that you are someone who it is evident that you have a, a, a thriving walk with Jesus, and so we are honored to have you with us today. Well, Michael, I appreciate that. Um, it was so kind of you. Mutual admiration society here. I admire you too. Uh, I appreciate you leading our church uh, in worship and how passionate you are. Uh, especially like on the live sh- or on the stream this Sunday, it was really cool to have you as a worship leader, um, as far as like the liturgy goes. And, uh, hmm. so yeah, it's been really great. And, and the Swiss army knife thing. Um, I, I mean, I got tweezers and I got a toothpick. Let's, let's be real. <laughs> right. So that's awesome. No, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm, I actually was laid off in June, uh, from my job uh, which is where you probably saw that article on the blog from mm-hmm. where I was laid off at Redeemer City to City. And uh, it was it was rough. But that's the thing is I'm very much at, like I do. I, I I've had to learn a lot. So I just go around and like learn myself into something uh, because mm-hmm. there was there's generally no budget to hire somebody else to do it. So I just have to learn it myself. And uh, wow, now man. I'm now that I'm on the market and I'm looking at both for profits and, you know, nonprofits, uh, especially in the gargantuan for profit world, they want you to be such like a niche expert in one mm-hmm. thing. And I'm like, cool. Can you give me like a couple weeks? Like, let me just like, you know, obsess over this. <laughs> let me just sure. obsess to annoying levels for Karen, my wife. And uh, and then, you know, I'll be fine. It'll be great. It'll be great. So, uh, oh but no, I appreciate that. Well, and, and I would love to talk to you about whatever yeah. you would like to talk about. Well, that yeah, this these tend to be pretty free-ranging conversations where um, there's not really a guiding principle other than if I get curious about something you're saying, I may ask you more questions. And um, the first the first thing I want to jump into is, is not anything I'd planned to ask you, but you just mentioned that you were laid off and i think that um i would i would imagine a very high percentage of our church right now in any church uh is made up of people who are looking for work yeah and looking in a in a marketplace that 
is just so different than yeah. you know probably the last time they looked for work so for sure i'm curious the 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 focus of this podcast is really about what are the tangible practical things that people are doing uh to follow god and so i'm just curious how is how have you been thinking about the job search and how have you been thinking about um praying about that or worrying about that or not worrying about that sure. what has it actually been like for you well, I went through a good, I, I, I said initially it was a week of depression, um, like mm. actual, I, I was like, I was laying on the couch and I didn't want to do anything. Um, yeah. But yeah. now that it's I'm a couple months out, I, I still feel like it's there. I still feel like that, that low grade depression of, um, you know, uh, why <laughs> am I good enough? Uh, what am I even mm. doing with my life? Uh, I look at job descriptions and I'm like, can, like, I don't want to work there just because of the way this job description is look, but I can't be picky, oh, right? Man. So there's like this, right. there's this like, uh, this constant struggle. And I will, I, I actually have a recurring dream, Michael. I don't know if you have any of these, but I would love to, after I <laughs> tell you my recurring dream, I feel like you owe it to me to tell me your recurring dream. Mine is. Oh, absolutely. A, I'll pay that debt. Uh, yes. A plane crash. I am always flying in a plane. Last night I had it. Uh, it I was in this really cool, like super souped up, like it's probably Emirates, like, you know, you get your own hotel room in the plane kind of thing. And without mm. fail, whenever I'm in a plane, it just like lands in water it just kind of like it just it, it crashes but everybody's okay and if you google that uh the first thing you'll get is like your dream interpretation is that you're um it's like the imposter syndrome dream you feel like a failure oh you, you feel word. like you're what you're you feel like you're you're gonna get found out you know you're discovered as a fraud I'm like, oh, that's, you know, I'm a consultant. I'm a Swiss Army knife, but that's the story of my life, right? It's just like, oh, somebody mm. found an area where I haven't read a book on or I didn't, I, I don't know about. And so, um, so anyway, that's my recurring dream. I want to respond to something you said about, sure. about your dream and about just your feelings in general right now of, you know, it's interesting when, I think when the pandemic first started, many of us, probably had a certain amount of anxiety just for the health stuff and not really knowing how in danger we were personally or our, our parents or our family or our city. And I don't know that anybody saw looming behind that maybe this larger crisis of identity or this larger crisis of self-worth. But mm -hmm. you're not the first person, whether with a job or without a job, who has told me, you know what? it's it's been really hard this is has really brought me to my knees in the in in the in the way of of challenging the things i thought i was good at or the things that i maybe uh that just that just took up most of my day and so i i i had something to call myself yeah and man i i i hear that a lot from parents right now who are saying i i feel like a terrible parent because i can't do it well or even people who have a job saying I'm not doing my job well. I, right. I, and, and so I really appreciate you sharing that because I think it's it's like this looming thing that we're all feeling, but not a lot of people are saying it out loud. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, and then, I mean, <clears throat> I did, um, a couple years ago, I did some counseling. It was professional coaching and then it turned into counseling, which I thought was a dirty <laughs> trick because, uh, <laughs> but my, 
Yeah, yeah, they're like, but we got the, the way the moment where it turned into counseling was that my counselor asked me, Tim, why are you doing all this stuff? You're doing pinball team, you're doing climbing, you're doing a podcast, you're doing a YouTube channel, you're working full time, you're doing this, that, the other. Why are you doing all this stuff? And then why do you have like these 12 pitches that you want to do? on top of that. And my mm. response was, oh, you know, and I, I would just make up reasons because, you know, uh, you know, it's fun for me. It's like rest for me, those sorts of things. And then and then, we, you know, you just keep answering the question, keep answering the question. And I said and I blurted out because I want to matter. And mm. we sat with that for a second. And my counselor was like, well, what is God? What does God tell you about you mattering? And of course, I'm an adopted son. I, I am I, I've been chosen by God as a son um, and I, li I can live out in that identity. And so I thought, OK, great. I had an insight. And then I, I've recently uh, I preached for the first time a couple weeks ago, or Sundays oh, ago wow. and at a church out in Long Island because I'm taking this preaching course. Again, I do all the th I, I do like so, a lot of things. Um, and, and when I'm I w it was on Revelation 3, uh, 14 through 22, it's the letter to the church at Laodicea. And God, like as I'm go researching this, God brought that back up again because the church at Laodicea had no need. That mm. was their problem is they, they were not in need. It wasn't that they were rich. It was just that they didn't need God. They were independent. And, wow, uh, and what just, an indictment. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hello, pierced my soul. Because that's all I want right now is to not have need. I just I want to get a job, you know. Um, but the, the, the deeper idol for me in that I want to matter was I actually want to be worshipped. I want wow. people to not only like I, I get my identity from God, but but then I can also weasel out of that. And I want people to praise me and not God. If I if I get out of this with a job and I'm successful, then I want to I want to have credit for doing that, too. I want people to say, wow, that was, wow, you're a 30 hmm. under 30 or you're, no, I'm 38. Right. So I'm a 40, I'm a 40 <laughs> under 40. 40 it's under not, 40. It's not too late for me to get that, you know? So those yeah. are the things that, so, so it's just, you know, it's peeling the onion. It's the Lord showing me, okay, well, great. You're an adopted son, but really there's something more there that you want to be worshiped, that you want people's approval and you want to turn their eyes away from me to you, um, hmm. which, you know, that that was helpful to also to repent of that as well and yet and yet i just have to say that doesn't sound like an easy process or maybe maybe better said that doesn't sound like an easy revelation to receive um whether whether or not one is feeling particularly competent or not i think that's still that that word to the laodicean church i think is still so profound for sure. Um, yeah. On good days, bad days, good seasons, yep. hard seasons. Man, that is that is a good word. Um, I'm curious. So you talked about these things that that you are prone to taking on. You know, these things mm -hmm. that are like the um, I don't know what to call it, but to keep keep your hands, keep your um, your psychic hands busy. That's not the right word. To keep your um, psychological hands busy at the plow yeah. to, to create meaning. I'm right. curious, like what, what does that look like for you on the spiritual side um, of, do you find yourself drawn to certain spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices um, that are more active? Do you find that you counter your, um, your 
maybe your tendency towards busyness with things like Sabbath? Like, how do you, how do you approach following God in like a practical, you know, practices or disciplines level? Yeah, I think one helpful thing going back to that counseling, another revelation we had was um, that I have ADD. Hmm. Like I actually have my, I have a brain disorder called attention deficit disorder. And I found that out as a 37 year old man. And what's, what's helpful about that is then I researched it like I do and found the things that I feel shame about are actually part of how God made me to be. And, and, Mm. and, um, and kind of changing that narrative of, um, Hey, I have tons of ideas. That's great. But also realizing that I never look, I never take the time to look back and see what I've accomplished to like, so, so I always feel like a failure because I Mm. always have hundreds of ideas before me and I never look back to see any boxes checked. So I just, that, that's a weight, uh, on me. Um, when I pray or when I read scripture or when I try to have time with the Lord, I, um, oh, I'm all over the place. I mean, I'll Google something and I'll text somebody something and I'll do this. Uh, I'll, I'll be all over the place. And um, I was I was reading a book on an airplane called A Praying Life by Paul Miller. Oh, I and love that book. It's that is such a good, a good book. And, the, and he's got two insights that, that the, the only thing is I can remember from the book. It's a really great book, tons of good stuff. But the two things I remember is prayer is like sitting at a table with Jesus. It's like, it's like, it's like eating a meal with Jesus, which was so good for me because I was just like, oh, you know, like I, I thought I wasn't praying high enough, high church enough, mm. or like more with the incense and the music and the, no, sitting at a table, what's up? Okay. Second thing is, is that prayer it, itself is ADD. It's all over the place. Prayer, God, if you're praying with the spirit, like, like it's going to move and you're going to, you're going to go here to there and here to there. And I was like, oh, wait, so like, I'm actually wired for prayer. My brain is that mm. way. Um, so I'll text somebody while I'm praying because I'm thinking of them and I prayed for them. And then I, I need to reach out right there because I don't want to forget it. Right. Well, that's great. Mm. That's okay. That, that is allowed in God and, and how we're supposed to pray, you know? Um, totally. so that kind of helped me see, uh, my quiet times in a new light to where now just a couple practical things that I do. I go through the Book of Common Prayer, the um, the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app has a reading plan where it just goes through the Bible uh, a- a- along the church calendar. And so mm-hmm. I follow that. And, and what I'll do is, uh, if I really want to have a good, deep, check the box, I did it, God, prayer time, or uh, uh, quiet time, <laughs> I actually write out the scripture. Uh, not okay. word for word, but I'll write it. I, I have these like really cool notebooks that I got that were like super cheap, but I, they they they're really nice. And uh, and I write in them uh, just the things that pop out. So instead of highlighting in my app, I actually write out the the words like just the phrases Longhand. that pop out to me. And then I'll write in prayers in there. So I'll so that's what I do. That's kind of my. It's been helping me to see, like I can go back and look and see the highlights and then I'll see a prayer and I'll be in Psalms and I'll be in Acts. And and so I kind of prayer journal slash highlight Bible verses. And that's what I do for my quiet time. And that'll take me anywhere from, you know, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Um, But, but I don't Mm. have a job, so I got time. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I want to jump. I want to jump back to something you just said. Sure. Um, 
I, you know, my upbringing, I was in youth group and I was mentored by this guy who was in seminary and Mm -hmm. he was, he was very logical. Like he was the kind of guy who loved to just read systematic theology. Right. And, and I know he meant well, but he, he spun me out for years of my life because he told me that, uh, our God is a God of order. And sure. so therefore your prayers need to follow a logical format Yeah, and they need to go, you know, he's like, you shouldn't jump around from one thing to the next because God is a God of order. And so therefore you should respect that when you pray. And right. again, I know he meant well, I, I, and I think I know what he's getting at. Right. But what I what I loved about what you said is that ultimately, it seems like God is fairly content to meet us where we are and to meet us in the midst of our personality, not in spite of our personality or our yeah. our our personhood, however you want to say that. Right. And I think I tend to be more like you, where this thing reminds me of that thing, reminds me of that thing, reminds me of that thing, and right. I I draw a lot of, um, I I, I really get a lot. I, I read as well the, the Book of Common Prayer, and it helps me to have that structure. But when I pray, man, I yeah. I do sort of jump around. And it, it, it took me a long time to realize, hey, this is okay. And, right. and God is tracking with me. And he's right. with me on this journey this morning of of where it leads me. Um, right. I'm, I'm thankful you said that because I, I'm certain that there are people like us who maybe have just never been told hey it's okay no you're you're right totally fine to pray that way right like i have a quiet a a quiet time for me uh can be had when we could do this in the middle of a busy coffee shop uh to have all the noise around me actually helps me focus um (laughs) and and it's very and 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 i might have conversations with people that i never thought hey what are you reading or those sorts of you know it opens up uh a lot but i've had people who told me you can't have quiet time in a coffee shop Right now, I see the benefit of of quiet, you know, stealing away, being in a secret place, that sort of thing. No, I and, and I've tried. I, I do that sometimes, but generally, I'm going to do the other thing. Um, just yeah. like I pray, adoration, confession, uh, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, supplication, the Acts prayer model, just to mm-hmm. make sure I'm not just asking God for a bunch of stuff because that's my tendency is is asking for stuff for me. And then asking for stuff for other people. So I'm very much in the um, in the uh, supplication part of the part of the acts thing. But adoration, sometimes I just don't do. I just it's just sometimes I don't like worship. I just don't say, Lord, you are worthy. God, you are, you know. And so it's good. To, so those models and those frames and that order is really good. But um, it's good for me to know about it and dip into it as a tool. But just the way that I work and in the way... Um, that yeah, it's been it's been very freeing to think that God can meet me where I'm at, um, mm-hmm. and, and 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 have deep meaningful times with the Lord, and the, I love the whole pray without ceasing thing too, because right, that's right. that's how I, I function. Like just something will happen, and I'll thank the Lord for it, or I'll pray for somebody right there, or you know, like the, I'm not my my relationship with the Lord cannot be thirty minutes to an hour a day to 10 minutes to non-existent. No, my whole day needs to be saturated. Um, and so how does that happen? And, um, you know, how can I develop things that, that lead me to, to the Lord rather than to Facebook or Instagram? 
man, I love that. I, f- I feel like, honestly, the, the main reason I wanted to have these conversations is because um, I, I think experts are great, but mm-hmm. I think that it can easily, you can, you can read a book or, or listen to, you know, a, an expert on a podcast or something. Right. And you, you get, you know, you get people who say things like, you can't pray in a coffee shop. Or right. you have to pray order these, these order prayers. And I think what they're actually saying is, I can't pray in a co- coffee shop. So right. I assume that everybody can't pray in a coffee shop. But what's valuable is to hear like, you know, I feel like we could, I could interview 50, 50 people at our church and we might hear 50 different ideas of how to pray, all of right. which are, are useful and wise for somebody, right. but probably not for everybody. And right. I, I'm just so thankful that you shared about, um, about finding out about ADD and, and Honestly, we could probably have a whole conversation just about wh- how, what that is like, following God with ADD and, and sorting through the practices that help you and support you in following mm-hmm. God. Um, maybe we'll have to do a, a second podcast at some point, because I know that right. there's people in our church who also have that. So, and what would be uh, really funny is that that conversation would actually not even be about that. It'd be about everything. We would just allow ourselves to go off the, yeah. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> uh, but of course. But, but to also, um, and this is true with culture, this is true with any sort of um, narrative, like cultural narrative, um, any any personal practice, right? There, there is going to be good things and there are going to be good things and bad things about it. There, There's going to be stuff that the Lord will challenge me on in my going my own way kind of thing. But there's also really good things about it, right? So when you, to say, hey, God is a God of order, you can't have a prayer in a coffee shop, like there, or you can't, there, there is some good in there. There is, there's some, Absolutely. So, yeah. But then it's also, it's just the same thing as like, uh, I, I no joke grew up thinking that Christian music, Christian contemporary music was holy and there was mm-hmm. no sin in it until I had somebody tell me, no, it's not holy. There's sin there. There's like people are sinners. These are the, when they sing these songs, they're not, it's not going to be completely like scripture, like, like God or, and it just blew my mind to be like, Oh my gosh, it's not black and white. What is right. happening? <laughs> so anyway, no, thank you, man, for, for getting into that. Um, I want to, I want to respect your time and, and, uh, kind of as we point towards ending, I just want to pivot and ask you about, um, we've been trading emails about what what next what is the church now we've been in this pandemic for um what is it eight months seven months at this point um and and we're still the collected people of god and what what are we doing now i mean it, it it feels like since the reformation we've been doing church basically the same way right so you know maybe even before the reformation really so it's like this it's this opportunity that we'll probably look back on or church historians will look back on in hundreds of years and say wow that was a shift. And I yeah. loved you 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 took the initiative and started meeting with people in the park. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious what was that impulse for you that led to saying I I I have to be with other believers and worship and pray and all that stuff. Right. So our church kind of backed into something that I really loved was right when we couldn't meet, right when the um, social distancing, the pause went on, like was enacted. We started going into Zoom rooms and then playing a sermon, but then the Zoom room itself would do 
the uh, the worship service. So like Jason Losey would lead and then I would play some songs or Sean Chang would play some songs and we'd have discussion and we'd pray for each other. And it was a really beautiful moment. But I remember leading music that first, the first group and just we just losing it. Um, mm. I picked Cornerstone. We were singing Cornerstone. It's one of the, I, I tend to like repeat during times of stress or anxiety or, or suffering in my life or, or pain. I just latch onto one piece of music and just listen to it all the time. And Cornerstone was my 2018 uh, track, that, that worship song. Um, and we, I mean, 2018 for, for many of us was, I mean, it was just yeah. a, an unbearable year and uh, and we're going through another unbearable year but in different ways so uh i played that song and i just wept i was done um and kept playing people were singing but i so uh and because in some part of me knew that we weren't going to be able to do church like we were that like we've done it for a long time and mm-hmm. I didn't want to believe it, but we, I, me- I remember we thought only it was going to be like a month, right? I mean, when, right. when people were going home from work, it's like, oh, I'm going to leave my plants here. I'll be back next week to water them. And it's like, nope, nope, no one's back yet. Um, so, so I just wanted to do that singing thing again. I know that living in New York City, there's parks that are walkable generally. Hopefully, you, you can walk to some sort of green space um, in the city. And what would it be like if... Uh, the people that in our church and and outside of our church li- were just walked to their green space and for 30 minutes did a did a quick little church service. And so I was texting people just the idea. And what I, I like to do, this is probably, the, I've never read the book, The Secret, but this might be the secret, is I just say <laughs> things enough and I talk about stuff until uh, it comes into existence. And so I just kept saying, I'm going to do park church. I'm just going to show up in a park. And then I, at some point, I just had to do it. And uh, we've only done it twice so far. I did one in, uh, we did one in Bedsty and we did one in Prospect Park and the Herbert Von King Park in Bedsty. And what was cool is people are like really jazzed about it. They're like, let's do it. And when we did it, everybody's like, yeah, this is great. Especially when we sang together for the first time. Mm. So I'm getting a lot of like people saying like, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, it's just that, you know, gathering people is hard. Sure. <laughs> and and then also like I, I, I don't need to lead this. Uh, I, ideally, people in the neighborhood are just texting each other and getting together uh, for 30 minutes once a week once every other week something um and what's really cool is you can invite like it's really easy to invite people to just walk to the park for 30 minutes um and people can kind of straggle in that was my whole thing is like sure i know john wesley just started you know george whitfield you know was doing outdoor preaching john wesley got wind of that and started doing it and it just took off so i was like well we got a couple couple more months of man decent weather those guys just chop down a tree hop up on the stump and yeah, three three hours later, you know, five thousand converts. Maybe that's what we need to do it for three hours, not thirty minutes. Okay, I'll try that. That's I'll, that's we'll the trick. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, we just do a we just we just do a song. Um, we, like I have a little order of worship. We do a call to worship. We do like a couple choruses, but that you don't that you kind of know, or you could get a you could get a hold of it. Somebody mm-hmm. shares a thought about scripture that they've read throughout the week, um, and then we pray for each other, and that's it. And then you go yeah. and maybe clean up the park on your way out or something, you know? So it's been, it's been great. No, man, I think, look, I think, like I said, like my hope in these conversations is to hear, you know, what are people finding useful in this time? 
or any time yeah. of following mm-hmm. following Jesus. And I think meeting with other believers is a spiritual discipline. It's a spiritual sure. discipline that sometimes is easy, sometimes is, is not easy, depending on one's personality. It's maybe something you like doing, maybe something it isn't that you like doing, but it's something that we all need. And right. I think that right now we have this really weird world where some things are happening online. Some people like that. Some people hate it. Some people yeah. absolutely will not engage with anything online. And yet right. I don't think that we are absolved of, of, of really the, the call to still meet and pray and worship and adore God together and sing together and all the things that make the church the church. And so I really applaud you, man, for taking the initiative and, and just doing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been really cool to see people passionate about it and want to do it in their own neighborhoods. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just I, I would love to see it happen in the Upper West Side, Astoria. It's been cool to see we've and at each gathering, it's been people from multiple churches getting together, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of that that uh, you know universal church thing, which has been good. And the Chinese the Chinese house church movement, like the unregistered church, um, you know that that. I remember there's an organization called China Partnership that had a blog that came out right at the start of COVID was like, do not give up meeting together. Now, they were saying, they were saying like, you know, safely, right? So you don't need mega church. You don't need hundreds of people. But just two, three, four, whatever the government, whatever you're allowed to do, do that as soon as you can. Uh, You you will benefit from it. And, Mm. And I've seen that. I've seen it. It's been beautiful. We've been very safe. Everybody's got their face masks on. Every, you know, we stand far apart. Um, the the only touching might be elbow bumping. That's it's a little <laughs> much, you know. So, uh, yeah. but it's been really good. So that's my prayers. Just see that stuff happen more and more. And then it, coming into the winter, I don't know. Maybe we can use like these apartment buildings have these common spaces or these like rooms that you can like the theater. I don't know. Right. Maybe we can use those like ten people or under. I think it'd be really great. And and it Man. can. It, you know, it doesn't beat the large gathering. I love mm-hmm. gathering with 500 people, kids screaming and everything, all of us together. That's that I miss. We're still going to miss that. But uh, until we can do that again, which is probably late next year, uh, let's let's do what we can. Yeah. Well, Tim, maybe we maybe we leave it there and we check in in a little, I don't know, a few months or something and just see how things are going. And yeah, um, I've, I'm sure by then you'll have new ideas, new things to share, <laughs> That's um, right. being the, being the Swiss army tool that you are. Right. But uh, I just want to again say, thanks, man. I think that there are going to be people who hear this and think, man, no one has, no one has put it in my language before about how to pray or how to follow God or nobody. I didn't know that was happening of people meeting in, in person or meeting in the park. i I'm so hungry to worship with others. So yeah, thank you so much. And, um, Tim, Thank you for your time. Church, until next time. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have any questions about our church or following God, check out our website, tgcparkslope.com, or email us at care at trinitygracechurch.com.